Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you, share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people who need to grow in their faith, probably some within your own family. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith, turn their life around, come to God through Jesus Christ, and even end up in heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about God's love and your response. Now, as I've emphasized, a whole lot of people, they really like to think about God's love and how it applies to them and what it means to them. But there are a lot of people within that group who don't really want to think that much about how should they respond to God's love. They just want God to love them and Bless them with everything that his love is intended to bless them with. Forgiveness, salvation, redemption, eternal life, home in heaven, all of the physical and material blessings that they need, as well as all the spiritual blessings. They want the blessings, but they don't want to have to think too much, too hard, or too long about how should they respond to God's love. Because you see, that brings about responsibility, that brings about the whole concept of obedience and dedication and commitment and faithfulness in an active way on an ongoing basis every day. Well, God's love is offered to you, but he expects your response according to his teachings. God so loved you that he sent his only begotten son into the world that through him you might be saved. John 3 and verse 16. Now I'm paraphrasing there, obviously, but I've been trying to make this personal for each one of us, for you and for me. As we've gone through these various texts of scripture that talks about God's love for humanity, for mankind, for the world, of all, all of humanity for all time. But it only has meaning for you, or at least the greatest effect of meaning, if you make it personal. God loves you so much. He demonstrates his own love for you, and that while you were still lost in your sin, Christ died for you. Romans 5 and verse 8. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friend, And you are my friend, Jesus said, if you do what I command you. John 15, verses 13 and 14. So you needed, you still need God's love for you. God's love sent Jesus to the cross to die, to pay the price for the guilt of your sins. He loves you that much, and Jesus loves you that much. He went to that cross willingly, lovingly for you. How have you responded to God's love? I want us to read from Isaiah chapter 53. 
a great messianic prophecy chapter. And that is a chapter that prophesies about the coming Messiah, the coming Savior, hundreds and hundreds of years before God sent Jesus into this world as your Savior. In Isaiah chapter 53, and we begin with verse 4, speaking of that coming Savior, Jesus. Surely he has borne our griefs. Well, well, uh, uh, let's make that personal again. Surely he has borne your griefs and carried your sorrows. Yet we we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for your transgressions, your sins, in other words. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him, and by his stripes you are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. That includes you. Remember what Paul wrote in Romans 3 and verse 23, the wages, I'm sorry, verse 3 and verse 23, um, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That, that includes you. So all we like sheep have gone astray. You've gone astray through sin. You need the Savior. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity, the sin of us all, the sin of you. God laid upon Jesus, the Savior, his son, your sin. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He died on that cross. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken, for the transgressions of you Jesus was stricken on that cross. Jesus did all of that for you. He left heaven and came to this earth as a human being while still fully divine for you. When we look at Hebrews chapter 2, we read his example for us and at the same time what he did for us beginning with verse 17 of hebrews chapter 2 therefore in all things he that is christ had to be made like his brethren in other words he had to become man human while still fully divine that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to god to make propitiation for the sins of the people, to be the substitute in paying the price for the guilt of your sins. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. He knows exactly what you go through because Jesus lived in human form on this earth and went through all the same kinds of temptations. He did that for you. In chapter 4 of Hebrews, beginning with verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest 
who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus can sympathize with your weaknesses because, again, he understands what we go through as human beings. He was tempted like as we are. When he went without food, he got hungry. When he went without rest, he got sleepy. When they drove those nails through his hands and his feet, it hurt. When he was criticized, made fun of, attempted to be humiliated as he hung on that cross by his enemies, that hurt. When those lashes were laid across his back before they put him on that cross, that was extremely painful. We do not have a high priest. You do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with your weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as you are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God loves you so much. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to surrender to him through Jesus Christ because Jesus is your Savior. God love sent him to be your Savior in love for you. An incredible verse, perhaps one of the most awesome, one of the most awesome in my mind in all of Scripture is 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21 where the Apostle Paul wrote, Speaking of God, he made him, speaking of Jesus, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now again, make it personal. For God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for you, that you might become, you had to have the opportunity to become righteous before God through Jesus. Now, what does it mean that God made Jesus to be sin for you? He sent him to that cross to bear the guilt of your sins. I cannot imagine. From an emotional and psychological perspective, I cannot imagine what Jesus went through on that cross, knowing in reality And I believe feeling the experience of bearing the guilt of all of the sins of all mankind for all time, but hone it down to you personally. Your sins were laid upon him on that cross. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6, 23. The gift of God is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus our Lord, Romans 6, 23. Jesus died on that cross for your sins. Out of love for you. God's love and Jesus' love for you. How will you respond to that love?
Let's pray. Father, it's difficult for us to really grasp the depth of your love for us expressed through your sacrifice of your son and that cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Please help us to do the best we can to really understand as deeply as we can your love for us exhibited in that act of sacrifice. Guide us, Father, to come to you for forgiveness. Help us, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.